Hey, what's up? It's MJ. Want to snag a $100 Napa cab for $25? Wine Spies finds incredible wines at ridiculous prices. We're talking Zinfandel, Barolo, Champagne, you name it. Some of these wines are up to 75% off. It's not a club, so there's no obligation to buy. They even have a build a case option so you can mix and match wines and take advantage of free shipping on every purchase. Make sure you keep an eye out for their daily offer because once a wine sells out, there's no guarantee it'll be back. Go ahead and check them out. You'll even get a discount by going to winespies.com forward slash black wine guy. Hey, I'm MJ Taller, also known as a black wine guy. I went from being a totally obsessed wine newbie to becoming the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three years. In this show, I'll be talking to the mavericks, the philosophers, the players, and the deep thinkers who inhabit the world of wine. They'll share their experiences on how they made it, but more importantly, how they failed and got back up again. So grab a glass and let's get to it. This is the Black Wine Guy Experience. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's MJ. Welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience. My guest today is sommelier and contributing editor covering the wines of Italy, specifically Piedmont and Brunello, to start at jebdunnick.com. Welcome, Audrey Frick. Audrey uh, began her career in wine after gaining the notice of master Somali Bobby Stuckey. She was hired at his restaurant, Frasca. She worked her way from the back office and polishing room to the wine team while studying to earn her advanced sommelier credential through the Court of Master Sommeliers. Yes, that Court of Master Sommeliers, and we'll get into that during this episode. And you're not going to want to miss it, I'm sure. Um, She then moved on to Frasca's sister restaurant, Tavernetta, which is in Denver. Uh, She was a member of its opening wine team before becoming the lead psalm. Uh, There, she worked to foster a culture of wine education for the staff with an all-Italian wine list. Her goal as contributing editor at Jeb Dunnick is to navigate the oft-confusing nature of Italian wine law, history, and regionality to help inform the readers on what to drink, when to drink it, and what to have on the table alongside it. Welcome, Audrey. Is there anything else you would like to add? Wow, no. Thank you so much for having me. I can't believe I'm here. This is amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Audrey and I um, connected through Instagram. As this, this is like, this podcast is good and bad. I think it's going to have a lot of people on Instagram say so I should start a podcast. But, um, which could not be, which which good for you. You should do that. But I've been very fortunate. I don't know. The DMs work. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, um, Audrey... Uh, you know, graciously came on board. Um, she's thanking me. I mean, I read her bio, you guys know, so we're just honored to have you here. Um, tell us about the wine we're going to be drinking tonight. Yeah, so this is uh, Padaletti. Uh, Claudia Susanna Padaletti is the head of the estate here. Um, this is her Brunello uh, from 2015, so Brunello de Montalcino, uh, based just, just right outside Montalcino proper. Uh, to the north and east, and all organically farmed, about only four hectares of land. So um, these are wines that I uh, loved pouring at Tavernetta, especially, and uh, they're just solid, honest, pure expressions of Sangiovese that 
I thought for some real talk with MJ would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Uh, I'm excited. I need to have more Italian wines in my repertoire. So um, this is really cool for me. Um, So thank you. Um, So, you know, we do with some research. You have a really cool kind of like journey into the world of wine. Um, I believe you grew up in New York City and then you went to study music. Yeah. In Denver at the University of Colorado. Um, tell me about um, growing up in New York City. Tell me about growing up in New York City. <laughs> yeah, New York is a wild place. You definitely <laughs> grow up fast wherever, whatever part of town you're in, no question. Um, I fell in love with the French horn in middle school and kind of quickly, obsessively went after it. And um, found myself in like the conservatory world very quickly. If you, you know, it's such a vibrant place to be in the world and it's really unreplicable. And so I was going to LaGuardia High School, which is for music and art. Um, it's the Fame School, if you've ever seen that movie. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like remember my name. <laughs> fame. Yeah. It's um, pretty intense, but, um, you know, did the whole like Manus pre-college and then New York Youth Symphony. So every day, every minute of my life was pretty much around the horn. Um, But uh, I loved eating out. Uh, We never, growing up, we never ate at like the Laberna Dens or the Danielles, but um, we definitely uh, dined out a lot at our kind of neighborhood restaurants. And that was a great, great part about being here. Um, you definitely get into a lot of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I am not immune to that. I, uh, definitely, uh, my first wine experience was like Manischewitz, like sitting on the steps outside Hunter High School. (laughs) (laughs) Concord grape. (laughs) Yeah. That Upper East Side teenage life. (laughs) Um, yeah, that was, you know, so we were only going to go uphill from there. And, um, uh, yeah, just was going to school, went to Manus College of Music for most of my undergraduate degree. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot going on here. You know, it's wild. Like, you, I think about that conservatory culture and then, like, you know, you, you have the New York Philharmonic down the street and, like, the Met Opera and Alvin Ailey and all these great, great places where, you know, and student tickets were almost practically free ten dollars or something maybe or you could wait outside the med opera and like just wait for someone to come out at intermission and like inevitably like you know i'd be in like ripped jeans and whatever (laughs) looking like a mess and then all of a sudden you find yourself in the front row like looking over and (laughs) there they are you know you're like whoa this is wild so it's an incredible place to experience those kinds of things but um for me, it was just a little overwhelming, and I wanted to go to Colorado actually to um, kind of just sit in a practice room and just play the horn and you know really hone the craft of winning an audition. I uh, definitely am somebody who struggles with like anxiety and like stage fright, and so you know I'd have high highs mm-hmm. like p- mm-hmm. performing, and then you know and win an audition, and then the next day come back for round two or whatever, and it was just like crash and burn don't you know so uh, I never got to that consistent part you know when you think about people who perform at the highest levels Mm -hmm. 
of any profession, I think. It's mm-hmm. like that top 5%, and you really only fluctuate in that top 5%. Um, I like that. I like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's something, you know, as we kind of talk about it, like, you know, at, in Bobby Stuck Universe, that's definitely like, you know, you're able to find that. And, you know, and he's a great teacher for that. And the only way to do that is to go through and start from the bottom yeah, yeah. and work your way up. Yeah, we had and, Dustin on, as you probably know. And, yeah. uh, you know, he, he tells a story how he met Bobby. He went in just <laughs> looking for a job, like all busted looking. And Bobby was just so like, uh, oh, she joined us for dinner. And he's like, I didn't have any money. But, you know, and then he just kept coming back. And then Bobby said, all right, kid, you got to start you're going to clean the bathroom and do the dishes. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, I was I was way not as, I was definitely not as forward as Dustin was. I went about it, like, way around. So I started at the Boulder Duchambe Tea House. There were, like, you know, a whole bunch of teas, maybe 10 wines. Nobody knew anything about them. And I was like, well, I'm going to learn about these 10 wines. Well, let me pause you for a second. So you yeah. went out there. Were you in, enrolled in a school out there? So you were at the University yeah. of Colorado. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so so you, you needed a job. How did you end up at the tea shop? You, you were looking for a job you, or you, money? Just, yeah, totally. Like okay. I was a broke student. You know, the, you know, in New York, you have the gig culture, and you can pick up a $50 to $150 gig. And and crush it every single night, um, and still go to school. I didn't know the French horn got down like that. Like, yeah, I mean, find like, yourself well, at a church. Well, play French horn for a hundred dollars tonight. That's so cool. Yeah, but, I mean, but but it's such a town where there's so there, up until this pandemic, just live music. There's all and all so many genres and like. I mean, wow, like, shit, you could have, like, yeah. put some French horn on a hip-hop track. I mean, but, yeah, you can always pick. I could see that. So That was way cooler than the Korean churches in, in Long Island. <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> but, like, those were, you know, here in New York, you know, there's so much. If you just show up, yeah. which, you know, if, you can you can really clean up and get through school, no problem. But for me, that was a lot to balance. And, um, you know, in Colorado, there isn't that gig culture. And so I was kind of working on my master's degree and uh, just was like, I need to <laughs> check myself here, you know, like I'm a, you know, grown adult, can't, can't be keeping on like this. So, yeah, it was a necessity, but, you know, I, uh, it was ultimately I fell in love with it right away and was, again, like completely obsessed, picking up shifts, like just... So, like, what were some of the wines? You said they had 10 wines, and you're like, I'm going to learn all 10 of these wines. Oh, man, I don't remember. I mean, well, you know, that's not true. I mean, there was, like, probably, like, something along the line, not not Barrel X, but, like, you know, some entry-level Riesling that was, like, I was, like, wow, I just read about this place, the Mosul, and then here it is, and you're, like, oh, man, you can, like, smell the slate and that petrol, or, like, you know, a hint of that, or you're talking yourself into that. Well, exactly. I think in the beginning, we we talk ourselves into, like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, blueberries. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, I kind of outgrew the tea house, and, um, you know, my husband, now husband, like, you know, taught me how to open a bottle of wine there, like, with a waiter's key, he saw me struggling, (laughs) like, he was like, here, let me, let me help you out, I bet that was like... He did not know what he was getting himself into I there, like, but I, I, listen, I think that was a play on his part, and it worked because you guys are married. But like, he knew what he was getting into. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we. Um, Ish. So yeah, yeah. We yeah. never really do know until we're married. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh no! I, totally. I started working at actually these guys down the street. So I, at this point now, I kind of knew about the court and. 
I kind of knew. How, how long were you in the business before you were even thinking about getting certified? Like how long? Oh my God. I, it was like instantaneously. I, I actually signed up for the intro. Mm-hmm. Like I found out it existed and I was just like, boom, I just hit the red buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, of course, like, you know, everyone says like nobody fails the intro. Right. I failed the intro. No shame. Yeah, there's no shame in your game. You know, but I failed that thing, and I was like, damn, I'm going back, and I'm going to freaking crush that thing. Right, right, So. You didn't go, that's it, it's over. No. I can't can't work in wine. What was I thinking? No, that was like the worst. It was the best and the worst thing, because I was just like hooked. I was like, I've got to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I just signed right back up for the intro, and then uh, I actually flew home here to New York to take it, and then uh, Laura Manek, uh, what's her, she's a married now and has a, another, uh, owner of Cork Buzz. I, I oh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know her um, name, I apologize I that I, I... It's okay, it's, that's um, my producer's supposed to be looking this up on her phone, and owner of Cork <laughs> no Buzz. No worries, but uh, <laughs> uh, she's incredible, and she was like, after the exam, she came up and she was like, you know, are you taking the certified tomorrow and i was like no she's like well you you should really think about taking it soon so of course i like walk out the door and i'm like you know let's go (laughs) so signed up for the next one uh yeah manic and she has a merit she has a new last name is the only thing so i just feel bad but um anyway we did our best (laughs) we love you audrey loves you i'll do a shout out at the end (laughs) you can come on the show yeah Um, uh, and so signed up for the certified and that's the only test i didn't fail so i went right back at it and uh then it was on to the advanced and at that time i was too nervous to apply at frosca and uh, these guys down the street from... Wait, 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 pause. So you're, you're doing all this working at the tea shop? Yeah. Well, that's not true. So I, I passed my certified while I was at Oak at 14th. Okay, okay. So... But still, I mean, this is like, if I'm hearing this timeline correct, it was like, boom, I get a job at a tea shop. Boom, I loved, I tasted a wine. Like, boom, I want to learn about wine. Boom, I'm in the test. Boom, boom, boom. Kind of, is that... Yeah. Like the dominoes just started falling? Yeah. Okay. I don't take many things. No, you don't too bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you're not bullshit. So yeah, and uh, yeah, I was too afraid to. I was like, oh, I can never work at Frosca. They'll they'll never hire me. I don't have enough experience. And if I only knew what I knew then, but you know, there things work out the way they should. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Uh, these guys were opening a restaurant called Oak at Fourteenth, which had suffered a massive fire, and they were closed for nine months. And so I was hired on as the opening uh reopening team for that and uh brian dayton and steve redzikowski um heard those names yeah they're great people brian has like he was the bar manager for a long time at frosca before me so i was just like wow they worked at frosca and that's where they met that's the coolest thing (laughs) ever i'm gonna go work for them so i was like blown away when they hired me i was like what like greg van wagner was that he was the bar manager at the time and he was in my interview, and I was just like, wow, like I fooled them. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. That's what I said when I graduated law school. I was like, <laughs> you gave me so, the degree. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> there's this interesting thing about, there's this like, huge, like, Psalm culture out, like, in the Denver area. Like, I, I don't know if D- Dustin might have spoke to it a little bit, but might have been listening to, like, uh, uh, Levy Opens Wine. But there's, like, there's, like, a, like, there's, like, this 
incredible like I guess a lot of psalms like to ski or something and they go out to Denver and like like because I heard there's like a lot of mentorship like people willing to help did you experience we did you experience that did you yeah I mean you're you are in this bubble like you're especially in Boulder or if you're up in Aspen you know that's and Aspen's a totally different beast because, like, those places, all sh- they're seasonal. So, like, the little now and all that, they close down for months at a time. So, like, yeah, they can – those guys get a lot of free time to study and hang out. Like, Frosca's another animal. Like, it's it's year-round. But at the same time, you know, those people come down and, like, you know, Jay Fletcher will just roll up and, you know – popping some crazy old Bordeaux, <laughs> like, just like, and you're like, where did you come from? Like, just, and, and granted, that's a large, that's in large part, I believe, due to the culture that Bobby and Carlin, uh, Carlin Carr created, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Monday night menus are, uh, where they feature a winemaker, a sommelier, someone in the wine trade every month. This is all, of course, pre-COVID, but, mm-hmm. you know, there would be world-class winemakers like one, like you'd have Luca Carrado or like, you know, just rolling in on a Monday night and like, you're like, wow, this is nuts. And, you know, just so many countless people from all different walks of life. And, you know, really the people who shape this industry and like Raj Parr and all these crazy people that you would never just meet. Right. And here they are doing a dinner and, you know, and you're just a fly on the wall and observing and taking it all in every Monday. Mondays are the best night to work at Frasca historically. I miss those days very much. And for them, you know, yeah, right now, there's, yeah. it's a hard time. Yeah, no, um, <clears throat> Bobby's awesome. Uh, he's leading the fight, trying to get some relief to restaurants and doing everything. I mean, they, they got the tent set up and he's out there bussing tables and, you know, it's, parkas and doing and doing what he has to do and just i I can't wait to meet him we're 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 ig friends (laughs) and he totally he's very responsive he's a super guy and and he's like oh you got to come out to colorado i'm like yeah i do you know um but uh everybody who's worked i just everything i hear about him is just um just uh just really giving like he he exudes hospitality just even beyond the the uh the customer like like he extends that hospitality he creates a culture like you said like a true culture of hospitality yeah i mean the switch never goes off right like you can't just walk in and then you know toss off your coat and be an asshole to everyone before you walk in and then all of a sudden expect to like turn around to table 20 and be great you know you have to you have to live that like they do at sizzler (laughs) yeah i mean mean, you know or you know so all of us have no i know know a sommelier or a a server that like you know is talking to the table schmoozing them up and then turns around behind the pos and be like this asshole like and you're like whoa no, you have to really embody it. And that's so much about what, you know, is going on right now. Like, we all need to embody the the, the awareness, self-awareness, awareness of an empathy for your team. And only then can you really do that for a guest. And he's someone that absolutely embodies that. And, you know, they are so generous with their time. I mean, Carlin would, like, you know, even as a back weight or whatever polish uh, as a polisher you know as soon as i pass as you know i was welcome at the table to taste with it was on the calendar you Mm -hmm. know every tasting appointment that she had was on the calendar ready for if you if you could show up like you do it and you know and then to be able to have those conversations and you know 
it's 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 really just there's nothing like it and so I can go you, on and on. Yeah, I was gonna say, so, <laughs> so, uh, so how did you uh, get in the door there? You're working at 14th and Oak or Oak and 14th. Yeah, Oak okay. and 14th. Oak yeah. and 14th. I've had a little sippy sip, guys. Oh, yeah, Relax. I need to have yeah, a sip. Yeah, yeah, you do need to have a sip. I'm getting like a lot what of was this? beautiful leather, some dried cherries. I'm going to leave it to the Italian wine expert, but it's very, it's, um, I get, it's, 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 um, you know, I have all levels of listeners, so, um, yeah. You know, um, so this is the same grape they make Chianti with Sangiovese for, for you guys who don't know, for you guys who know, like, duh, MJ. But anyway, yeah. for, for the two of you who didn't know that, that's okay because we're here to serve you. Um, but uh, it's, um, it's, uh, it has rusticity, but, um, you know, my only place I lived, wine country is California. So, like, I like a lot of that voluptuous fruit, but then I do like the secondary, and, you know, it's got to be balanced. So, this is just, just, like a lot of dried red fruits right now. Um, that leather you can get in, in the Sangio. Um, little truffle. Totally. You know. Herbaceous. There's always a touch of, you know, something that's very challenging, I think, for a lot of people with Italy is the, is the bitterness. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and you've got to kind of inch your way into that. You know, we're a culture that grows up on milk and cookies and like you know kool-aid you know you get like you know <laughs> kool-aid with extra sugar no no we didn't have kool-aid at my house but when i would just go to my cousin's house they'd be like, like put a pound of sugar in kool-aid i mean we we have we have we there's there is an american palate for sure yeah but then if you think about like you know even just tonic or something you know you start to like establish like if you ever drink a gin and tonic like you know that, that bite or i got into beverage relief through beer and what blew my mind was like my dad cracked a East India IPA from Brooklyn Brewery, and I was like, "Whoa, what is this? Like, this is different than the Sam Adams and all the like, yeah. you know, back in New York, twenty five oh, yeah, no. years ago, there was it was just you know Bud Bud Light, you know, whatever else. <laughs> you were lucky if there was Coors, you know, that didn't exist. Like, there wasn't this." crazy amount of beer wait 25 years ago i lived in new york there was crazy amounts of beer but you were young so you wouldn't know right. i'm way well, older yeah. than you well, but, I, but it, I was getting it, by it, on my it, fake exactly. id exactly <laughs> you know it was you know i mean yeah. it was and that was like i i was into beer craft beers before wine too i think it's a natural progression for most people it can be unless you grow up in a family that has wine culture which most people who end up working in hospitality didn't grow up in families that have wine culture you know to be yeah. so, you know because like if you had wine culture you know, you, you probably came from wealth and then you're like, and then you're out there talking to people like you and I in the, in the, in the restaurant. But, yeah. but so there is a segue. So, um, very cool. Very cool. So, um, you, you, we were, we were talking about like you, you went, you went, you did the ultimate end around to get into Frasca. So yeah. how did, how did that happen? How so, did you yeah. eventually get in the door? Uh, so yeah, Oka was new and Bobby of course wanted to come in and support Brian and Steve always, and uh, so he he and Danette, his wife, D bomb. Yeah, I know. I I love their their she, their their uh, relationship. Like his wife's like a model. Like she's, like, you know, the most amazing, <laughs> beautiful person. I adore Danette. She's like, and she always swoops in like at like these moments where she she you, she's just like 
the mom you needed than that moment. You're like, and she's just like there to like, it's just like amazing. Um, but she doesn't like, work the she's, floor. She's like the model mom you, you yes. always needed to. Like. She's so calming <laughs> and she just has like this air and this energy about her that's incredibly, and it's just incredible. Um, but anyway, they used to come in on Sundays and which is Bobby's day off and um, everybody, all the servers oh. would like run away. They'd be like, oh shit, Bobby Stucky's here. <laughs> Like and I'd be like and Bobby Stucky's here. Brian's head looks like it's about to just like pop off like a cherry. Like he's freaking out, and I'm like, I'll take care of him. So I would go out and like it didn't matter where my section was in the restaurant. I would just like it could be tucked in the PDR. And Pause. I'd... How bold and badass is this French horn playing girl from the Upper East Side of New York? She's like. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, like... That's I, dope. I was like, like, that's crazy. What's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to learn something? Gosh, imagine that. Well, I mean, you could spill a bottle of wine over you could not spill. But, but there's a lot of bad things that happen. But But, but, like you said, but I like your attitude. Like, you know, you're going to learn something. Yeah. You're going like, to learn something. Dude, that's... <laughs> how cool was that? So every Sunday I could, you know, or whenever they came in, I'd be out there. Like, and they'd love to sit outside, so... You know, it was nice. I got to, like, run all the way out, and it was awesome. Mm. And so got to know him a little bit that way and kind of passed the certified and um, and then what year, what year was that? 2012. So that's, like, <clears throat> and when, when did the first Saw movie come out? 2011? When did the first movie come out? I don't out? know if it was out yet. Maybe it Maybe was. Maybe they were filming it? Maybe they filmed it. I don't know. It was, I don't recall look it, up, but, it being... But anyway out yet but yeah. it was coming i knew it was down the road okay. and actually when i passed my certified dustin doesn't know this but like <laughs> so i came out to new york again and um brian and dustin worked together at frosca okay and so i passed my certified and and uh excuse me uh, brian is like he calls me up he's like go to emp right now and i'm like no, I'm too scared to go to EMP. I don't. I can't walk into EMP. What are you talking? He's like, go. He's expecting you. And I was like, whoa, this is really intense. Okay, I can't let my boss down, right? So, I call my brother up, who actually was working or like in the Credit Suisse building, or I don't know what he was doing there. He, he was like making money. <laughs> yeah, the Credit Suisse building. Well, my brother's a he's in computer technology and like he's a hacker essentially security situation so you never really so he's know like, so he's like siphoning <laughs> off like fractions of a penny your brother's got like a trillion dollars in the county <laughs> he's never... like lex Luthor. it's like i created this algorithm i'll never know i wouldn't be surprised so i call him up and i'm like that's Yo, pure I need speculation you. by the way yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely that's just don't... mj being mj on the show guys all right definitely don't come after my brother yeah <laughs> but uh i just called him i was like yo i need you to come downstairs like i i can't do this alone so like my brother comes over and we like walk into emp and like we sit down in the bar area and like dustin comes over and like pours me a glass of, glass of champagne and i was just like wow this is so crazy like holy shit like you're that dude and you worked with bobby but i didn't get into that i just like sat there and i was like right hey. i mean that's all going on inside your head right <laughs> yeah. self-talk oh, yeah, like, no. oh, like i'm the shit i just walked in and this dude poured me champagne i passed my death what's up totally <laughs> yeah. and like you know like little bites keep coming out and we're just like whoa this is this is next level so um, yeah, I didn't see him again or meet him officially until like many years later then. Um, but yeah, so, uh, passed my certified and then 
uh, came back and it was kind of becoming apparent that I was going down the wine path, if you will, at this point. Well, and that's funny you say that. I mean, you've already <laughs> passed your certification and now you're going down the wine path. But yeah, well, it's I like a, the way you think. It's a long road, you know, yeah. I mean, and, you know, so I was behind the bar at Oaks. I got some experience there. But Brian was very and Steve, they wanted they were like, hey, you know, if this is what you want to do, you should go talk to Bobby. And so I remember this day and like I messaged Bobby. I think I sent him an email and I was so thoughtful about like and careful with my words. And I was just like very timid. And literally my two seconds later, I send the email and my phone rings. And I'm like, what? Who is this guy? Like, and he's like, come on down. He's like probably eating staff meal or something. And he's like, just come on down tomorrow. You'll talk with Peter Hoagland. And so I'm like, wow, okay. Great. So go down to Frosca the next day or yeah, it was like 12 hours later. It felt like minutes and sat down with Peter and he's like, all right, so this is how this works here. You're going to start at the bottom. At that time, the bottom was the operator office. There was that like the promotion was to get into the polishing room. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love I love the operation where you're certified. So I'm like, all right, you don't even get to polish our glasses. Yeah, no. I had to answer the phones for Pizzeria and Frosca. It was great. I actually loved it. I called it my early retirement <laughs> for a little bit. Little did I know. And boy, did I get it, like, kicked in. But, like, you know, yeah, it's just – and he's just like, you know, this is the process here. And and he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, you know – and at that time, I knew. I was like, I want to run a program. He's like, what's your five-year goal? I was like, I want to run – who are these fucking program. guys? Who are these fucking personal development wine guys? Like, I, people like, I was like, well, I don't really see a path. So I like started doing all this stuff. Like, like that's so awesome to have just that clarity and people who want to know where you want to go and are going to give you a clear path and a process to get there. I mean, that that's like, I'm, I'm thinking about how much I need to have Bobby on the show because I'm really coming to understand like how much he's influenced wine culture, like behind, like, yeah. like, like he, he's like, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a proper sports, but he's like, He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like the Godfather one. Like, like you know who he is, but you, but like you don't know how far his tentacles are reaching out there and how he's influenced this game. So it's really dope. That's, I mean, no one. I, I don't even think I've ever worked any place where like, what's your five year going? I worked like big corporations. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, it's super important. Or right? for Wells Fargo Bank, they were like, whatever. They're I like, th I think we'll hire it. somebody else if you if you quit. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think about it every day. Like, you know. I look around at the team that I'm with right now and I'm like, what does that person really want to do? You know, and it's not my position there yet, but it, but it is, you know, you, you have to embody those sort of things and, and take it on as your responsibility and, or, or look to be able to see the whole when that, when, when you can take your shot that, that there it is. And so, you know, then they don't trust me. Like it's not in like a quick, easy path. Like I was at Frosca for Frosca Inc. for six years, and yeah, I was going to ask that. So how long were you there? So you were yeah, there. so almost seven years, six and a half years. And then, and then where'd you? And then you went over to uh, Tavernetta. So, I, oh, excuse me, I was at Frosca for oh, four the, years. Okay, um, and inside the whole group. For, yeah, so yeah. it's. I mean, so you know, I was a got promoted to glass polisher. <laughs> Yeah. Definitely questioned my life in that room. No, so, so I, I, I want to make a very good point. I want I want you to break down this path because yeah. because so many people people and I've had other guests, you know, like um, don't understand. I think because like people are taking their wits at one wits at two. People don't understand how 
how hard these jobs are scarce. This is like like you said, this is top five percent. This is the NBA. This is this is professional highest level Michael Jordan of wine type shit, and and your path after being certified. Yeah, I mean, I was a, by the CMS, which we're going to get into later. Yeah. Which, 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 up until a while ago, was the was the preeminent in this game. Um, you're already first self certification, and they're like, you don't even get to polish glass. So break down the path it took you. Yeah, so polishing room. Yep. Right. Um, and we have a you know Bobby has a a ninety day rule. Just so you know, like a like. Not necessarily 90 days till you get promoted to the next thing, but like 90 days for you to feel comfortable and good in another position. And like, and in that 90 days, both you as the person going through those 90 days and the employers and everyone around needs to be aware of this person is going through a new uncharted territory. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be empathetic to that, right? So this 90 day rule. Okay. So 90 days, like I've had a lot of them. So got promoted to the glass polish room, then back waiter. Um, and boy, that's where you start to see, like, at that time it was Rose Voda was the head, like, captain, if you will. She's now the general manager. And, you know, you know I think about pushing tin because, man, she ran that ship. And you could just, and it, you could see it, like, just the directional awareness. And, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about, there's so many analogies yeah, and metaphors. Pe pe like, people, <laughs> people also sleep when they don't understand hospitality at a high level, like, the the uh, like you said like it's like directing traffic like an air traffic control like literally people are seeing everything in the room that guest over there doesn't have this that 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 that's been on that's been fired I mean like people don't realize this like you said the central uh, the spatial awareness and and the the that you have to have to 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 work at that level that's that's really yeah cool. and I'm not a graceful person by nature. <laughs> Like, I am not a ballerina. I do not dance. Like, I, yeah, I'm like Elaine when it comes to dancing. I'm like, Whenever don't. somebody says they can't dance, I think of Elaine. It's, I. But Elaine thinks she can dance, so that's, oh, and there's yeah. the rub. Mm. Well, get enough drinks in me. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, yeah, I mean, so. everybody can dance. Just not everybody can dance well. Yeah, oh, 100%. It's, it's a joke. Um, it's pretty great. No shame. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, like, you know, watch, and that's where, at Frosca, like you're under this microscope, right? Like it's it in the winter time, it looks like this crystal globe. Like everything's twinkling. You the they're hardwood floors. So if you drop a piece of silverware, it's like, man, you hear that on the other side of the dining room. It's a 70 seat restaurant. It's like, it sounds like, like talk about like bad sounds. Whoa, like <laughs> that. If you want to make Bobby like go nuts, like that's his nightmare. I'm I, sure that's part of his nightmares. I think Jordan said. Uh... Jordan, we had Jordan Salcedo on. She's yeah. like, she's like, she said, uh, as I was sounding, do you hate? She's like, Zalto glass break, Zalto glass hitting the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, I should have thought right, of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the snap. Ooh. Oh. That's the scariest one. Cause then you're like, is your hand. Well, the snap. We... I mean, see, yeah. polishing is like, that's a whole nother thing. Like, like I use a lot of hot water on my glasses, but like yeah. you get in there like, cause you could, you, you could be dead. You could, oh, you, could, yeah. you could just take out a vein like that shit breaks. Oh yeah, how many bartenders' exactly. hands have oh, you yeah. seen? And they have those stories, <laughs> and they're, they're like, like, "I'm like, oh, our Lord Savior Jesus Christ." <laughs> no, I was polishing wine glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I impaled myself. You know, it's like, but yeah, so that's got to be no. But anyway, so but yeah, so sorry. Um, no, it's okay. We, but like, we riff here. Yeah, totally. We, we, we it's jazz. Riff. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to get the French horn out of you. Like, oh my gosh, um, that would have been yeah. dope if she brought it. Oh man, you don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's a, that's a sport unto itself, man. Like that's not a forgiving instrument, but, um, but yeah, like Frosca, like everything you do is under this microscope. So man, when you get promoted to like back waiter and you have these veteran pros like looking at you man is it stressful like whoa so yeah my 90 days were probably more like 120 in that position um and then you know got to be a captain or a server and um at this point i had i you know had already taken the advance now i think twice and failed and um you know like i i had taken the advance when i was like a polisher at that point and really got it like it, it was not a good experience. <laughs> like I really was in over my head and I came back and I was like, listen, I, I know I was in over my head. Like, how are we going to fix this? And then I kept at it and failed again and then, uh, got it on my third go. But that time, like by that point, I was probably like a back waiter some nights. Sometimes I was a server. I was not a sommelier. Actually, that's not true. I would have sommelier shifts, but it was like once every two weeks. If I got a shift once every two weeks as a sommelier at Frosca, that was a that was like, whoa, you've made it. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, Matt Mather, it, yeah. like, that dude, like, what a monster, by the way. Like, like, but, you know, to live in that shadow is, like, very intense. So, um, yeah, so past the advanced, and then um, I would get, like, yeah, when Matt or Carlin were on vacation, like, if I got, like, three shifts in a week, that was, like, a big moment. And, um so then there was this restaurant, Tavernetta, that we were going to open. And um, I uh, was uh, going to go down there to open that. And um, I was going to be the lead sommelier. And, uh, you know, we talk about failures, like, and personal strifes and personal, like, battles. This was my personal battle of mm. my life. Like... I uh, was going, I didn't realize I was going through a lot physically, emotionally, um, and uh, I got sat down by our future GM and Carlin and Peter and had this intervention, like, that I was a negative influence there. Wow. And, like, that wow. I wasn't going to be the head sommelier. And I was devastated, like, beyond crushed and... Um, you know, I was then I was fighting to like become even a sommelier at Tavernetta. And so what was that? What, what, let me, what was that about? Was it, do you, I mean, cause just sitting here with you, I, I can see you're very driven. Like were you two, was it was, was like, cause sometimes when I live in California, when I first was out there, like, Oh dude, you got to drink it, calm it down. You, yeah. Tranquil. Was it, do you think there was an intensity or just, or just, you mentioned and whatever you want to talk about, but yeah, like, no. you, like you, you were I'm going through for... something physically, you know, like, wait, you yeah, know. I mean, all of the above, I think there was like this sense of impatience or fear of, you know, self-awareness is really something that lacking in our world today. Yeah. And, and I think it's important that the reason I'm bringing it up is because I think it's important to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, we're all going to have struggles in our lives. And for me, it turned out I, you know, had a very physical, like I had like ovarian cysts that I needed removed. And, but something that I took away from it was just what does positivity and what does living in the moment actually look like? Right. And so, you know, I, I doubled down on that and figuring out how do I walk in and be great all the time? Mm -hmm. And 
so you know you start to embody those things and that was the first, that was a real turning point in my career and i'm just gonna pause because that's another thing that they actually cared enough to sit like you mentioned before empathy like they sat down like yo like most places would just been like you gotta go they yeah would, that, they would just be like you know what it's not working out they wouldn't even told you and they were like it's not working out and then they would give you a shitty reference when someone yeah. called, you know so i think that's very again it's telling to like the environment you were nurtured in so that's really cool and uh you know and so i worked at it really really hard and then we went down and opened tavern and so then there was no head sommelier we all were equal parts and you know, all of this is was just the best thing for the culture down there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we go from this 70-seat, beautiful, like, shimmering restaurant up in Boulder that feels like a snow globe and everything's, like, dazzling. And then you go open this 150-seat restaurant down in Denver and where the energy is bumping, like, <laughs> freaking crazy <laughs> energy, right? Like, we thought we were going to, like, you know, we doubled what we thought we were going to sell in a year, like, the, like, almost instantly and and there's three of us like my my colleagues like tyler potts and brian schrader um we went down and we were just we just bonded arms and we were just like we're gonna do this together Mm -hmm. and carlin's incredible she gives us she gave us so much like she was like here you go guys like this is yours like you know and she of course was oversight and you know definitely runs that program and that shit but man she gave us the tools to do it and teach us how to run a program on our like i guarantee you i i i'm so proud of those guys like and what we did there but um you know so we go down and you know it's denver we're right at the train station it's like you know there's 150 seats there's not including patios which are on both sides of the restaurant and like we were just like flying around like you'd walk you'd do a lap in your section or whatever your section could be the whole restaurant too and you'd be like running into the cellar grabbing like six bottles of wine coming out being like bobby here you go table 36 justin here you go 65 get it open now get it cold like (laughs) you know uh the edible just kicked in on on bar five. Like you're gonna have to put that. You're gonna have to put that fire out. Like you know. You and then. That's so funny because it was on the back of my head. Was like, when was it legalized in Colorado? And were you working in a restaurant and seeing that? Like, oh yeah. Yeah, like that's like that's the first. You're the first. You heard it on the black line. Like on all the on top of all the other shit you have to deal with in fine dining. You got a, a motherfucker's edible just kicked in. Yeah, and and you got to manage that shit. Yes. <laughs> Dude. Oh, man. Like, you know, we hit our, our GM at the time, uh, Justin Williams, he is, uh, he is incredible. And he has such a, a command. And, a, like, he, his energy is just infectious. And I just watched him, man. And I just tried to embody that energy of, like, I own this. This is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to crush it. I've got your, from the glass polisher to the back weight, to the server, to the expo, I, we've got your back. We can jump in anywhere. All of us, are, you know, that's the thing is like when you're a sommelier in that world, you are, ev- you need to, you need to be the best back weight. You need to be the best server. You need to be the best glass polisher. You need to be, you know. How does this, this episode turn into an homage to Bobby Stucky? But <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's not. No, but no. But, but again, um, like when you, if you follow him on Instagram, like he, he, he go, oh, what he says is 
I'm going to bust tables tonight. He fucking runs this restaurant group, and his attitude is, I'm going to bust tables tonight. So it just, I mean, I see the influence he had on you. So crazy shit going on in Colorado. People <laughs> dropping, eating gummies and whatever, and high octane, and, you know. Um, so obviously you were seriously shaped by your time in Colorado, but you came back to New York City in like 2019, right? Yeah, I came right at the end of 19. I, I flew in and hit the ground and went to go work at La Fete de Champagne. Um, so that was a hell of a way to kick off my time coming back home. Okay. okay. And um, I, I, you know, have to be honest. Like I'm opening, I moved here to open a restaurant uh, with Dustin Wilson. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah. So perfect. See, great segue. I have the best. <laughs> I have the best guess. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and yeah, I know. Um, you know, it, it's a project. It's a working project. So it's like a movie. Like you can't really say certain things about it. But like, um, how did you? So I know you and Dustin have met when you, when you EMP poured your glass. So, but how did this evolved to where you moving back to New York to do a project with him. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, I my goal had always been to run a program. Like I said that, and I think it got me through a lot of those hard times when you're like having self-doubt. Whoa. Like you have to have that that goal in mind. And so I think Victor Frankel said he who has a why can endure any, you know. Yeah. So like you because you had a very specific destination, you're like but this is on the path. Like otherwise if you don't have that you know, you end up with a podcast like me. Um, you know, it's a great podcast. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Wasn't doing that for a plug, but like, I love, I love these stories of how people had very clear. You had a very clear, and that's what got you through. Because it's no joke. Like, like I already know what we're gonna name this this episode. Like, um, it's no joke. Like, like, uh, and the where you came out of, like classical music. Like people, are like that's competitive shit. <laughs> That's competitive shit, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and and so I can see how that translates. So, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. so 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 you you know so you had always wanted to run a program, and then yeah, so I I took a trip back to visit my dad, and I just it became apparent that you know I don't take a lot of vacations, I don't see my family, yeah. and I would go years at a time without coming back and seeing them, and. Yep. And that's always something that's been really important to me. And, you know, you don't know how much time you have in this world and let alone anything else. And it was kind of at that point where I knew I had to make a move. And I, I came back the next day and I, out of pre-service, I told Bobby that, you know, I need to make you the know. move. And, um, and he was like, all right. He's like, this is going to be great. We're going to get you something great. And he was like, we won't settle for anything less. And I was like, that's, there's, you know, he is just, yeah, he's my person, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, I had always had this vision of my passing the MS there. Mm -hmm. Really, that, that was a part of my DNA and what I thought I needed to accomplish mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in order to get that position and here I was oh my goodness thank you I should be pouring for you um I've done this before I mean I don't so, I don't have any fancy initials behind you're my crushing name. <laughs> <laughs> oh but gosh I, I, I didn't even spill like you guys yeah. dope I'm proud of myself you did great oh my gosh yeah get it get, in get here, after girl. it yeah girl you want some of this yeah yeah all right so 
Yeah, so I, I, you know, he was like, you know, we're going to find you something great. And, uh, you know, a couple, you know, and there was no hurry. There wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like I was out the door putting right. in my notice. Right. It was a long process. And like, um, you know, he came back from Le Pauli and said, I think I've got something for you. And I had a couple options. And then, you know, I was putting my, re- I had to put my resume together and, Gosh, that was like the worst experience. And Carlin was just like there, and I was like, "Hey, Carlin, can you look over my resume?" And you know, my resume said like Tavernetta, sommelier, <laughs> and <laughs> it was like mine said McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't work at McDonald's, but yeah, but it's 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 that's funny. Yeah, like you're like shit. I gotta put together my resume. What should I put on it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I knew, but like, you know, I. But she when comes, you're in it, you don't know. Actually, yeah, you don't. That's part of, you don't. When you're and, in it, you don't really know. And it's again, it goes back to like being able to pan out and yep. see where you're actually at in this moment in this world. And and she goes, Audrey, like, you're not the sommelier. You're the head sommelier. Put it the fuck on there. And I was like, Wow. What? Like I, I probably cried a little in that moment. <laughs> not gonna lie. Um, and. But it, it sounds campy, but, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but I had embodied that yeah. whether I knew it or not. Mm-hmm. And it was like the first time I realized that, like, you don't need the title right. to do something great. Right. And, like, to really right. to be a leader. And, you know, it doesn't mean lead. What does leading people mean? It means, right. like, you know, it's right. teamwork. It's a right. team sport. Right. And, right. like. And so, and a restaurant is for sure a team sport. If you don't have the team behind you, right? No, right. you're losing. You're going down. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's that was kind of like how I and how I met Dustin and Austin Johnson, and um, yeah, agreed to be their wine director um, for an upcoming restaurant here. In- um, can you talk about the concept? What type of food is it going to be serving? Is like. Um, I don't, I don't know how much I can say, but I can, I mean, I can tell you that Austin is, uh, you know, we did, um, we, while we were here, we did, uh, 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 we were kind of contracted in for the Bergdorf Goodman bar, the Goodman's bar. And, um, so, you know, he, he comes from Frenchie in Paris and London. Um, and I believe that Dustin and him met at EMP and then Nomad and then he was at Nomad. Yeah, I think, I think uh, Dustin actually um, mentioned that. So um, obviously COVID has um, probably, I mean, has it affected your timeline? What, what, you know, like, did it affect the timeline? Yeah, or? well, we, we honestly got very lucky. Like I, when I moved here, I, I, he was, Dustin was like, you could get a sommelier gig if you want in the meantime, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'd rather just help out at Verve, like just mm-hmm. kind of get to know you, get to know the teams here and kind of lay low. I don't want to impose on anyone coming in for an ind- undisclosed period of time. And I don't really believe in that, you know? So um, best decision I ever made. So I've been on the floor at Verve. For the past year and change, you know, we thought it was going to be a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and the restaurant's been fortunately under construction the whole time. And, you okay, know, it's yeah. construction in New York, so it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's actually that actually worked out. That's really cool. All right, so listen, we have to take a break. So we're going to pause uh, right there. And then when we're going to come back, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about being on the floor at Verve. And then we're going to get into uh, some of the Master Somalia court guy stuff so hang on we'll just take a quick break if you follow me on social media you know i love discovering and drinking new and exciting labels and winemakers 
The Wine Spies offer wines like Single Vineyard Tempranillo from Amador County, Single Vineyard Mount Veter Zen from Peter Franis. If you don't know who he is, now you know. Wine Spies has been gathering intel since 2007, so these guys are really connected in the biz, and that's how they can offer so many great deals. I love their locker feature. It lets you build a case over time so you can check out with just one bottle and avoid shipping charges. They have a top-notch tasting panel, so I can rely on the wines to be great every time, which lets me play around and discover more. The spies always take care of me, so if I'm not 100% happy with the wine, they'll make it right. And just for the listeners of my show, there's a special Black Wine Guy Experience URL discount code for $10 off your first order when you sign up at winespies.com forward slash black wine guy. Okay, we are back. Um, so, yeah, for you, it sounds like where we left off that the timing actually worked out because it was construction and uh, it is construction New York, which anytime you're doing construction, because my, my grandfather was a contractor, like there's always <laughs> delays, you know, um, can only imagine New York, and then you got a pandemic and then things are shutting down. So you've been on the floor at Verve. Have you, is that the first time you've worked retail? No, I worked uh, for Brett Zimmerman at the Boulder Wine Merchant okay, okay. for a period, like in, in like while I was in the polishing room and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I would spend a couple days over there, spend a morning back when okay. that was, yeah. So, but yeah, not not in in a full full time position. Yeah, that's my first retail gig. Okay, cool. So, um, let's talk about. Um, we're gonna shift gears. Let's talk about uh, the Court of Master Somalias. Um, back in November, uh, you, uh, Liz, I don't know. Hittinger. Hittinger. Wow. And Taylor Grant wrote a petition to the court, um, and it was around the issues of sexual harassment. Um, I'm sure it's deeper than that, so tell, tell, me, tell, yeah. me, tell me about this, uh, the petition you wrote here. Yeah, so... You know, kind of backtrack a little bit to, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, the killing of George Floyd and mm-hmm. all these horrific acts of violence against the black community. And, you know, at that time, I think I thought and still feel that it, there is silence is not okay that it's you're being complicit and you're 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 making the problem worse and and uh, I, I appreciate you saying that cuz i mean I, I when we i told Lonnie, my producer one time oh i said her name shh i'm just kidding yeah. um like uh, when we had Dustin on, i was like you're a white dude you're you're chilling you worked in EMP you got like you don't have to say anything like you don't have to say anything um so yeah, talk about like so. You just you just like if you were like, uh, you do have to say something. Yeah, I, I mean, I listened to uh, Tahira's, um, you know, uh, post about you know her experience with the court and mm-hmm. in the intro, the you know calling them having to say say master. And I, and I'll tell you that that is interesting because. I, I I feel her, but like as a martial artist, I remember when I, sure. I had to call this white dude. And actually, and I said to him, I said, when it was like when we're on the mat, he's master Wheaton. And then like when he got off the mat, I was like, I was like, I was like, 
I was thrown for a second <laughs> because I was like, I was, I was like, I was like, you're the only white person I've ever called master, you know. So yeah. I, <laughs> um, so I, I totally get her point. Um, but it, it's it's interesting, like, but I uh, that's what I went I went to like, yeah. If you like, and particularly now, you're not gonna you're not gonna be a. This is different for sure. Yeah. But like, you're not gonna be a martial artist if you can't can't say master like and that's a tough one like yeah. you know like and 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 but but i the, these are de- this is very different because that was just to me it seemed like it was a power play but but i as a black person like that as like you, you could like master Wheaton. yeah that name you know it, it's it's yeah, yeah. like there's anyway it's like ugliness. something in me snapped that got day got it when i saw that and and i something just broke a little bit and um so i've been thinking about it a lot you know and the lack of response and you know i talked about it a lot with a lot of people but you know and i think the other big thing is to listen and and then i also you know i did know that this article was coming from mm-hmm. julia moskin and and, and you know i was just like when is this gonna come like i knew i i had heard rumors about it and i was like how bad is this going to be? And when it came out, I had no idea how bad it was, but I had no idea how it would hit me. And then people's responses started coming out to it. And it was just like, you know, people that I usually admire and they're just saying, well, I'm going to, this is awful. I'm going to, continue to work hard and study and take a test and fix it on the other side. And I, it just is like, I can't do this. And, um, you know, I had many conversations with Dustin and some other people about like, just do I continue with this? You know, we, we make sat, you get this far, man. Like I've taken every test for 10 years, man, that I was able to sit for, you know, the only one that I was able to sit for that I didn't was because of my surgery. And like, like, you know, it's a long time. You sacrifice a lot in that Mm -hmm. time, you know, you, you watch your life go by and it's like, and then for what? Right. Um, so I, we got on the phone, like after Julia's article came on, like I got on the, Liz and Taylor are my study partners. And we were, you know, I mean, we, we put everything into that. We were studying really hard. We thought our test was going to be back in July. It got bumped to December. We were like full bore. We've got to pass this thing. And I was just like, look, I, you know, a friend of mine, you know, said, what do you want? You know, and I call, I got on the phone with them and I just said, like, I think we can, I think we should say something and it, it doesn't what that means. And then, you know, I think we should create a petition. And so we started a group doc and just started typing things out. And, you know, I, something that was really important to me was that any one of the three, the three things should have been enough, right. For the board to step down, for there to be real change. And, you know, I wanted it to be, I hope it comes across in the petition that it's it's open for the people who want to burn it down, right? They've obviously alienated tremendous amounts of communities. Like, you know, forget about the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, think about how many people don't feel welcome in that circle. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's long-rooted. That's not just, you didn't say Black Lives Matter. That's like... A, there's a cycle here and a, you know, that's the community that they've built, this boys club. Yeah, that's the culture. Right, that's the culture. And, 
And so, you know, and then with the cheating scandal that happened a couple years before and like, you know, and I can't imagine the pain that those people who actually did pass that thing legitimately must feel. And is it really that hard to get, I mean, this is 2020, 2021, you can get some, you can look and see who that email went to. Like, I mean. If you you could, um, if you could break into (laughs) the capital of the United States and steal mail off the desk of a, you know. Walk in a Confederate flag. flag. What uh, the? You could figure out who fucking cheated on a test. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, or and give some sense of peace to those who didn't. You know, those people had to walk around being accused of cheating and and still probably have to deal with that. I can't even imagine the trauma. And, you know, the fact that so many of them actually have gone back and, you know, even to have one of them go back and take it again and pass it again. Like, I have... and. I just can't imagine what that's like. And uh, so, that's and that and so we're we're seeing like there's a cycle, there's a culture of inside of the organization that uh, what we say goes. Like that's just it. This this is who we are. This is what we do. Was is that is that your has that was that like kind of like what you saw or felt or? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a hundred percent like what. You know, if it's not everyone's intention, then they got to speak up. Right. And now's the time. If there's not a time now, then, like, you've, you've really let that ship sail. And so, and then, you know, to read about, you know, the the abuse and the assault. And I get it. Like, you know, people's lives are on the line and, like, people could go to jail over things. But, man, you got to have a better response than, like whatever they put out. So, yeah, I, I, or I don't nothing. remember. It was like so weak. I mean, it was like <laughs> it was so, so weak. And then it's like you backpedal and it's like, okay. So, that being said, <laughs> we, fact, I'm sorry, my producer <laughs> yeah. went in on someone. I'm not going to alienate this company, but she went in on them for their response to it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, shall we name nameless, but you know who you are. <laughs> um, um, yeah, just like, <clears throat> You know, and and I think you're making good points because like it's it's like people like I'm black. No one wants to hear what I have to say about racism. Like you know, like to be honest, I mean most people like I, like it it needs it. It's not my fucking problem, right? Like so people like we need people like you are like this is not. I can't be quiet. Like like you know like. It's not my fucking problem. I don't have yeah. I, I I live with it and deal with it and I operate in this world and and people like and I don't talk about that because that's just my reality. So I've I figured out strategies like this is the reality of the world, right? You know what I mean? But I, I think it's really admirable like that you know, that that you you took these stands and like and then it's just it's just unconscionable. I almost fucking soapbox. Unconscionable, yeah. like that much abuse could go on. You know, like, like I had a mother, I had a sister, I have daughters, you know, I mean, like, like, like that, that, and it's, and it's just so interesting, I think, because it's just like, you, you, you have, and, and this is a total guy perspective, but you have guys who really don't have any game, so they get in a position where now they're, they're, they become, you become a rock star because you're at a certain level. Like you're you're a pro. You're like a rock star, yeah. and then you, then you go abuse that power. You know what I mean? It's just well, and that's the other. That's a big. That's another big point. Is like, you know, 
I, I, I have a lot of admiration and respect for, for some of the people who did step away. I, I, don't, I don't have a blanket statement to sure. say, like, it's a cowardly move. Yeah. But there is a sentiment of, like, you know, you, you did benefit from this success. And, you know, there are other ways. I, I hope people come away from this all knowing. And what I think I have come away from this knowing was whether or not I test, I, I don't need that to solidify my career anymore in a way that the way I thought, which is, you know, maybe I had an unhealthy relationship with how I tested anyway. And that's, and it took me this X amount of years longer than it should have to figure that out. But, you know, but that's systemic in our culture though, even like, like with, I mean, we just have this culture where we get pieces of paper and to to validate ourselves because, and what it does is it puts money in people's pockets to be honest. I I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I I have a law degree that I didn't use because I felt like I was coming out of undergrad. Not everybody I knew was, you know, I went to state school, but I hung out with kids who went to, like, Ivy Leagues and little Ivies and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, I'm at least as smart as they are, so I need to keep going. Like, we, we get we – get, that's a very – it's an easy trap to fall into in this Amer- – you know, like, you get this because we think – and particularly for people of color, it's been like you, you get this piece of paper and then the doors are going to open for you. Not necessarily – Right. So and it's interesting to hear the same like like if you're in this business, you know, um, we f- you feel like you need to be. Then that's what I've that's when I first came on Instagram, like with my wine moniker, black wine guy I was like, I was like, what is it? like I'd been gone, you know, kind of not in it. Like and I'm like, what is all this? What's that one? What's it two? Like like everybody's just like throwing their, their piece of paper around. Right. And like, that's great. You want to study and everything. But, re- you know, you, you know, the real study is. Mondays going or going Mondays and meeting winemakers. A real study is going to these tastings and, and getting to taste these amazing verticals of wine. Um, that's what's going to build your palate, you know. You and I'm a geek. I read the books, blah blah blah. But like, my wine education came because I worked at a store that had one of the best stores in America, and they just would have ridiculous tastings every night, and I would go taste the best wines in the world every fucking night. Yeah. You know, um, and then that's why I tell somebody I was like, well, people are like, well, and I was a som. I worked on the floor in a restaurant selling wine in Santa Barbara, but I never thought to get my paper because, like, I didn't need it. People knew I knew wine. I could interact with people, you know, and then it's just amazing how it, it became this thing and and, 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 and uh, a bit of a monster. Yeah. A bit of a monster. I, I fully agree. I mean, I personally, you know, it's done a lot of good for me, I think, like, over the years in, se- in the sense of I am someone who does like structure and I, oh, yeah. and I, yeah. and I really have grown and to challenge yourself and trust me, I, I really want to know if I can pass that test. You I know, get it. I, I get that about but, you and the connections you got from it. You know, I mean, it's not, we're not, I'm not saying, and I don't think you're saying that it's, it, it's all bad. Like, I mean, look at Bobby, Dustin, yeah. there, there are some really good people um, who've been involved. So, but they have a lot of work to do. I mean, look now fast forward and like, you know, like, they did take down the board. Like, the board has switched. And, you know, we've been kind of quiet about, um, you know, about the petition. Because I do think real change takes time. It's not a post, right? You can't just put press play on. That's why I'm not a lawyer. Once you go to law school, you realize, holy shit, you know how to change a law? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it takes, could Dude. take decades. Yeah. Bro. If you live to see <laughs> exactly, that thing exactly. happen, you're right, like, right, like, you're like, killing like, it. Like, you don't get, like, change. <laughs> change is hard. You know, obviously, we could see by the recent weeks like this country doesn't people don't want to change like people yeah. like the status quo 
It's so scary, isn't it? And, yeah. and um, but I I do hope. And there's a listening session next week uh, with the women, uh, the female masters only is, um, which is open to the public, and people can sign up and ask questions live. So I I'm cautiously optimistic as to what that will bear. But again, this is it's like the hospitality switch. You just you can't just turn it on and off. It has to be on all the time, and you have to be so self-aware and and it just killed me when this all was going down it's like you know for the board's resistance you know initially it was like we're hospitality professionals right like it's not about us it is about the guests now i do think there's an addendum there (laughs) you know like once that line is crossed in the sand like Mm -hmm. we do not tolerate sexism racism yada 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 like that is the guest can be wrong no question but you know i think you know I really thought the board was not going to step down. I thought they couldn't see past that it wasn't about themselves. You know, they had been so resistant to it before that. And, you know, uh, I, so that was a lot of, that's a positive step in the right direction. And, you know, I think there's some really wonderful people on that board that I'm very close with that I really hope will, will continue that. And, but again, it's going to take so long and I'm, I, I'm not going to make a decision on it, but, you know, today or tomorrow, it's going to be a process, but, and, you know, I hope down the line that whatever comes of this is that the, the one, and also, you know, it's not just the CMS, you know, this is happening all over this industry and every other industry. Like this is not both on like a social justice standpoint and the like sexism and racism, like all of this is happening everywhere. And so, you know, for everyone sitting back and eating popcorn and watching the CMS go down and what they think is flames is like, you know, the CMS is going to be around, I oh, think. Yeah, you know, that... like there's still people posting like they're, they're like, oh man, my test got delayed again. I like, know. People who are going for the advance. I'm like, I'm like have you been asleep this whole time? I think you signed <laughs> I, my petition. I, I think like, they're like, they're like less competition. Petition. You're yeah. like, yeah, maybe I can slide through. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just like, so, and people's memories are short and, but that, oh that's God. what I'm saying. It's like the light has to be on always. And it's everyone in this industry. It's everyone in other industries. And, and we just have to, as a community, like, first of all, welcome other people into the community and and there are ways to do that you know for sure like so many ways it's just you have to be willing and ready to act on it and 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 go for it in my opinion like you just can't rest on your laurels and you know being a master somebody I think about what it would look like on the other side and I'm like you know it should be about education it shouldn't be about this trophy anyway it shouldn't be about your pay raise like you know, it's it, it should be about mentoring and creating pathways to have a diverse community of and giving people access and stop gatekeeping information. You know, like I think about, you know, part of me, like especially with the blind tasting aspect, you know, part of me loves the idea that it that you never find out the wines because there is to me an existential like mm-hmm. it's not about the wines. It's about like your confidence and your mastery of this mm-hmm. of the material and to know to walk out and know that you've given everything and you've done it i've and- named every fruit spice <laughs> and sound uh smell i've ever had in my life 
And that's my best bullshit. And I'm going to walk away. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like, and you know, I don't care if I'm wrong. I love right. blind tasting. Man, no. before before the pandemic, or during the, in the early days of the pandemic, when we still thought I had a test coming up, but Dustin had everyone in the shop, like, they were like, what can we do to help Audrey? And this guy, Matt Lynn, he's a great kid in the shop. He's like, he's not a kid, he's an adult, but like, he's like, he was obsessed with giving me 30 second blinds. He's like, great. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be like, you know, we'd be like basically doing Amazon fulfillment and he'd be like, here you go. But anyway, like, you know, but now there's a breach of trust. Right. And so I do think that moving forward, whatever happens, like, you know, there that trust is not going to be built overnight. And that is so I think if there needs to be transparency on the blind tasting or on that, that it has to happen. It's going to take, you know, a lot of people's trust aren't there. That can't be rebuilt. The pain cannot be healed. Right, there right. is so much pain and so much anger, and I'm glad they're calling it a listening session because they need to shut the fuck up and listen. Um, and I hope people ask really great question, pointed questions. I know I'll be there. Nice, <laughs> nice. So I'm going to ask you a pointed question because um, we were talking earlier about, so you, you had this all-Italian wine list when you were back out in Denver. And, like... What the fuck? What did Jeb Dunnett call you? Like, <laughs> yo, like how did how are you how how like he you know he had his thing the Rome report and then he yeah. went to work for Parker and he was like kind of like fuck this I like the singular voice but now he's bringing on staff like you're that badass with the Italian wines like how did you how did this come about I mean you are I'm drinking this shit right now. <laughs> I mean there's no doubt first off let me pour you some more wine oh. um, but. Don't say anything till you, you get back to the microphone. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. There you go. Yeah. So I, I've known Jeb for a long time. He came into Frosca on the regular, and one day he needed a sommelier or two and uh, to pour some wines for an importer tasting that he was doing. And it was like a lot of wine. It was like... 250 wines or something. Yeah, I see. I was like, I'm like, uh, does it? I'm like, those are real pictures when he has all those fucking That's real. Bottles. Yeah. <laughs> it's ludicrous. So he needed someone to open the wines, check for soundness, and keep him on track while, you know, you've got an importer sitting across the table or a producer. And so uh, Natalie Johnson, who owns Anton's uh, here in the city, in the village, um, and I jumped at it. Like, we were like, hell yeah, we're on it. And every chance we got, we would take a day off or like switch a schedule around and make it happen. And so, yeah, I, she, she moved out here and opened Anton's and, uh, I, I just kept going with it as much as I could. And, um, I remember we were, <laughs> we were at the Flagstaff house and, uh, <laughs> we were drinking some sick wine. Um, but, uh, Go fucking uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, and, and the woman we were with, it was, you know, it was another importer tasting. She's like, you know, Jeb, you should have her as your Italy writer. And I was like, that's freaking hysterical. <laughs> that is a joke. Like I barely can write, like a, I barely like wrote book reports as a kid. Like, you know, I was like French horn all the way. Don't know how to write. So, um, moved out here, you know, hadn't, you know, I've kept in touch with him, but nothing like, right. oh yeah, we're going to do something and down the road. Uh, and then literally I put out the petition and like the next day, I, he probably didn't even read the petition, frankly. He just was like, he was like, Hey, uh, I need a Italy writer, N wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> um, 
That's cute. Um, okay. <laughs> I love uh, that. She's like, that's cute, Jeb. You're funny. And I was like, um, maybe yeah. you should find someone qualified. Um, <laughs> good talk. Good talk. And, you know, I, I let a couple weeks go by, honestly, and, and I mentioned it to my friend Courtney, and she was like, Audrey, you know, like, that's a really big deal. Like, you should not just sleep on this. What Uh, are you doing? uh, She's like, do you realize, like, you know, what this means? And, like, I was like, well, you know. And, you know, I was like, well, I never thought of myself as a critic and, like, you know, the point scoring. And she's like, Audrey, that's how people judge. Like, that's a a really important marker across the country for for how we talk about quality of wine thank you for saying that because like a lot of people because there's a whole psalm camp like oh scores and blah blah, blah and they and they, they and then we talk about the parkerization of wine yeah and like, it was just a dude with an opinion who like he i don't think he was dr evil trying to get people to change their wines to suit his palate if people chose to do that's a whole nother thing yeah. but but like we grew like particularly in the states we grow up. We we get tests. We have scores. It, and I tell people. I tell, I was trying to explain to someone. They were the other day. We weren't we weren't battling. But she was saying on Instagram she doesn't like scores. And I'm like, one of my big things is wine intelligent. I read all the trades. I see the scores, and then I get the wine and I taste it for myself. Yeah. Right. But it. it but if I'm looking for certain things, it. There are what probably millions of wines in the world. Yeah. Right. Like it. It gives you mile. Like you said, guideposts, markers. Upon which you can begin to do your research, actually. Yeah, baseline of quality. There and, you go. Well, and, well, baseline of quality. And, you know, the more I thought about it, you know, and what you, I'm glad you brought up Parker. You know, I was having a great conversation with someone last week about, you know, people didn't love Parker because of the score. Yes, that's a product of it, but they loved it because he had a compelling writing style. Exactly. And, like, that's what people were drawn to. Right. And, you know, it's easy to kind of blow that off. But, you know, I hope that, you know, yes, there is going to, there needs to be my voice, yep. but I hope that, you know. I'm going to drink more Italian in wine all now. That, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, but Audrey like. you said this is the bomb. Well, like, let's say, you know, that's the beautiful part of, from working at Tavernetti. You know, it's all Italian wine list. Dude, we had people from coming out. It was a basic, there's an element of Denver that's very similar to Dallas, like mm-hmm. very steakhouse. Like mm-hmm. it's 98 degrees outside and they want third Napa cab, like 16% alcohol. And great. Like, we, fuck yeah, we're going to sell you some like, like Del Forno on this 98 degree day exactly. if you want it. You know, like Del Dotto Cabernet. I'll warm it Those up. Those Del Dotto wines were always big. But the point is, it's, it's not about me, <laughs> right. right? It's about the guests. Right. It's like, you know, what's worse than the sommelier that only wants to sell and put up what they love at that moment? The one about Rocky and Bullwinkle had the vineyard and uh, Rocky pulled out the vines with his teeth and then uh, yeah. they brought in Woody Woodpecker as a vineyard manager and that's why you need to drink this wine because it's earthy. And tastes like wood because Woody Woodpecker uh, punched the holes down in the rocks. I mean, like the, yeah. the stories. I, I love stories. That's <laughs> but like some of these people get go so far out there with the story, and like I don't want their fucking story, man. Just can I have my silver oak, bro? Yeah, and, and I'm not a silver oak guy, but you know, there's some but, people just like they, I just want my silky yes uh, cigar box, you know, black elderberry fucking cabernet from Alexander Valley. And how freaking yeah! If you love that, like I'm here to support that, like you know. In, in some way, shape, or form, you know, and it's not going to be, you know, is it going to be a wine that I stand behind and, you know, is the, has a baseline of quality? A hundred percent. We always back that. But like, 
you know, it's, I hope, you know, and, you know, there's more information sometimes than what people don't like about a wine, you know. Oh, 100, because most people don't know what they like, <laughs> don't know what they do like in a wine. Yeah. And I mean, that's just so in much life. Harder. People don't know what they want. If you ask them what they want, they, they can tell you, well, I don't want this. Like, seriously, try that as a social experiment. Like, well, what do you want? Well, I know I don't want this, and I know I don't want that. And, like, that's the way we, we think. Most people can't yeah. say, I like this, I like this. So so you're right. You ask the question, like, okay, um, all right, so I know. They, they tell you they something, you say, okay, that wine's out because that's got a mean streak of tar in it. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you know immediately. Um, or, you know, I, I assume you know immediately because you're a wine badass. Uh, <laughs> where to take the people, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it, it, you know, and I'm... I'm working on my first report for Brunello now, and it's, you know, it's an amazing experience already, and being, this is something that you really don't get to do, even as a sommelier, is, like, really diet, like, to speak with every producer, as many as I can in the whole region of, like, in Montalcino, like, that's wild. Like no, that's, that's, and, that's dope. See, that was always my thing, even in California, like, get to know the winemakers, like, get to know the producers, is like, that's when you're you're in the game for yeah. real for real that's dope and what, you know what of course do for you you're like oh this is my friend so-and-so it, it just it just adds a later story i'm just excited yeah. for you and like you know this wine that we're drinking here you know was something that we loved pouring for you know it's sub 150 on a, a wine list it's 66 dollars on the shelf at a shop you know and you know this was something that would be great that was great for pouring for our like kind of geeky some friends you know totally you know if you're just getting into Brunello, maybe this isn't where I'm going to really take you right out of the gate, but like there is something there for you, you know? Like you think about like Pieve Santa Restituta, which is like a flashy style. I mean, granted, that's expensive, but mm -hmm. like, you know, it has like, they spare no expense. Like they do use Barrique, and it's like, those are wonderful wines. Those are high quality wines. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they are doing everything right in the vineyard, you know, like Gaia Gaia, if you ever get a chance to meet her, like what a force. Like I would feel 100% fantastic selling that to someone, like and for the right person and, you know, with that pocketbook. So there's a, it's a you know, you price quality. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing I tell people all the time, like, you know, just working retail. Um, I love working wine retail, but people are, they're, they're reticent to tell you like, you're like, a, you, you ask them some question and I'm, I'm like, I was taught, like, and how much do you want to spend a day? Because there are so many wines in the world, right? And, and then people, I love when people say, not that much. So, Mike, I was like, well, not that much. I have had customers who are making Coca Van and will buy a $200 bottle of Burgundy for the Coca Van <laughs> because that wasn't that much to them. Like, oh, no, no, I only want to spend $15. So tell me $15. There's tons of great wines yeah. for $15 in this world, bro. Don't, don't go to not that much. Like, let's get some parameters. Yeah. Help me to help you. Totally. And those that $15, I mean, that's something that's super important. Being able to find great wines at an affordable price for every price point is, is really valuable, I think. If you have to do it, but I'd rather just drink the good shit yeah. all day long. You know, it's just so much easier. <laughs> no. But, you know, something... I kid and I don't. I kid and I don't kid. Like, yeah. I love, I do love, I love when you find that, like, killer $17 bottle of wine, right? It's like, holy yeah. shit, this tastes like that $300 bottle I had. What the fuck? Yeah, or, like, you know... That was great about Tavernet. It's like, dude, people didn't know Italian wine, and they'd come in, and they're like, yeah, what do you want to spend on them? They're like, under $50. And, and then this light bulb, you see it in that moment, and you, like, take them to Mount Etna or someplace. Like, you know, they're like, you know, they're like, oh, I only drink, like, I love Pinot Noir from, you know? Yeah, and, and, then, and then you just see the light bulb on. Like, that, there's so much 
joy in that and that's what makes wine fun is like right. you know and sure like you know you turn around and you sell like some Conterno, that's cool. Like, no, but, I, <laughs> but what, like, it's what you're those... saying, it's when someone goes, "Oh my God, that bottle of wine was so amazing! I didn't expect it." That's what light always lights me up as a wine person. Yeah, like, 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 like I didn't drink it. I know, I didn't, I didn't know at first. I didn't trust you, but oh my God, what do you got? And then, and then, then you own them. You yeah, know, then, just... then it's like, what, what, Audrey, what should we drink tonight? <laughs> Or they're like, they come in, they're like, where's that girl? Yeah, exactly. They're like, that's my person. Right, right. You know, and the same that, works that's, at that's the high end, too. That's my thing. It's like, where, where's, there was a guy who helped us with wine. They didn't want to say black. That's why I'm the black <laughs> wine guy. There was a guy, um, you know, he glasses. I think he was from the East Coast. He was really nice. Like, oh, yeah, so that's so funny. But yeah, then you're like, I only want, like, and then people like, only want you. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm not buying wine from anybody but Audrey. Yeah, it's hard when you have like the team mentality because you're like, the idea, and I love that. That was another thing that's like, it's so important. It's like, you know, trust me, Tyler, these or Claire, they, they got your back too. Uh, right, you know, right, they, right, they, right, they're, they right. got the same secret right. sauce. Right. Don't worry. Right, right. Like, um, but yeah, how cool is it? Like when, you know, you get these big business dudes coming into the boardroom and like, and like they they have this hard exterior at first. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, they're really hesitant. They don't want to trust you. And then you just pierce right through that and then they're just like the biggest teddy bear they come back next time they're like i don't even want to see a list just like that girl's gonna find me what i want it's gonna be great yeah, done yeah. you just press play yeah. like and it's like the best feeling ever you know it's like the coolest thing but yeah i mean with jeb it was it's he's somebody i've admired for a tremendous period of time and um i can't believe i've been given this opportunity i hope that the you know i think my style won't be overly verbose <laughs> I'm not naturally like uh, I'm not a writer. I think it's more conversational. So well, that's what gonna... I do. I, I speak my reviews first. I don't like to write. I like to speak them verbal, and then I just, you know, I don't know if you're writing my reviews. I'm yeah, all the time. Curse and shit. I love but, it. But but, but 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 that's just like how I describe wine, right? Like I I mean like the, but like I think I, it's just exciting, right? Like like for me, like you said, like you know, he left that wine advocate because he really believes in a singular voice and he's like but then like he's like well I need a singular voice on Italy and you're that singular voice I mean that's pretty that, that's pretty fucking cool yeah it's gonna be a wild ride yeah yeah <laughs> <Wee>! <laughs> so like um <clears throat> wow um so you 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 went can do you guys have a timeline on when the uh, new restaurant will open here in New York City? Uh, we're looking like spring, okay. twenty twenty one, this year. Okay, yeah, I was like, what year is it? <laughs> I what know. Is it? Hopefully not twenty twenty part exactly. two. <laughs> <laughs> um, very cool, very cool, very cool. Well, this is you know what's super cool about that. I've been making connections to the show. Like, I can finally get in some of these high-end New York restaurants and shit, yeah. man. It's, like, kind of fucking dope. They're like, uh, And that's really cool. That's that's what's cool. They're like, who's this fucking black guy just walking in and fucking without a reservation? Like, they're letting them in. Oh, here. It's the BWG, baby. <laughs> it's definitely your home. Don't you worry. You walk in. You let me know. <laughs> yeah. No, but, um, oh, my God. Goop, goobly, goo, goop, goobly, goo. So much fun. Um, just kind of chopping it up with you. Um... We're going to wrap up, but before we wrap up, give me just, uh, this wine's been open for a while. I'm going to push you here as the uh, cover coverer of Italy for jebdunnick.com and give us, give, us some of your, give us some of your succinct notes. You know, you're not going to be verbose. Yeah, no, it's, it's very cherry, pithy, 
and uh, has everything that I love in Sangiovese. It has that Mediterranean herbaceousness to it. Like, it's a warm vintage, so you definitely feel that like slight warming sensation, but it's not heavy. This is like there's a purity and a transparency to the wine. Um, it doesn't have you know where we talk about a lot of like bitter things. This isn't this isn't on the bitter spectrum. No, it's no, no, no. And this is uh, definitely it does have those savory tomato leafy notes, but there is a, a, a baked fruit quality to the wine that's, um, I think, really elegant. And there's a polished tannin where it doesn't, doesn't feel like it's ripping your gums off here. So um, I think it's great with its food, great yeah, on its own. Being, yeah, it's delicious on its own. Like I said, when we first opened it, it's just very beautiful. It's, it's light, um, but gives substantial amounts of flavor. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm just super psyched to um have uh, had the opportunity to enjoy this with you thank you so much for uh coming on um audrey um tell people where they can find you and how they can be a part of what you're doing um yeah so uh my instagram is audrey underscore frick um and uh, you'll find me on Peloton <laughs> at Odd Frick. <laughs> I love that. Wine um, and wellness. <laughs> yes. Like, let's get on a ride. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm a big fan of Alex and um, Allie on there, uh, no doubt. And, um, yeah, you'll... Uh, when Jebdunnick.com. Jebdunnick.com. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> first report should be out uh, in mid-February, hopefully, depending on... You know, we had to deal with the holiday season and, you know, getting introduced to the consortium and all that. So we're going to hopefully it. have that out mid-February. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Awesome, awesome. Oh, my God. So much freaking fun. Thank you for bringing so much uh, passion, empathy, and insight. Um, off the charts. Really appreciate you being here. Everybody, it's your boy MJ. Until next time, cheers to the Mavericks, philosophers, deep thinkers, and of course, all you wine drinkers. It's the Black Wine Guy Experience. I'll talk to you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something. You had some fun while you were here. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you want to be an insider and get special content, make sure you go over to blackwineguy.com and get on our email list. We want to thank our supporter, the Conaway Fund, a component of the Prosperity Foundation, which supports cultural and heritage events, scholarships, mentoring programs, and more. Go to theconawayfund.org and see how you can donate and make a difference in underserved communities.